Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to It's Your Business. I'm India Yarbrough, your co-host for today's episode. And I'm Katrine Bridges. Today on the show, we're talking to a local entrepreneur who has had his hands in a number of ventures in Topeka, but his entrepreneurship journey certainly wasn't a straight line. We'll hear about all that and more on today's show, so stay tuned. talking today with Manny Heron, CEO of Infinite Properties Group here in Topeka. Manny is a bit of a serial entrepreneur and that this isn't the first business endeavor he has embarked on and likely won't be the last. We hope to hear from Manny about his entrepreneurship journey and much, much more. So Manny, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you on. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. Hey, Manny. Uh, so good to, to see you. We understand that Infinite Properties Group started back in 2017 Can you tell us a little bit about what your company does and give us an idea of how you get started? Yeah, sure. I would love to. Infinite Properties Group uh, was the brainchild of my original uh, real estate investment holding company, which is Infinite Holdings Group. Uh, And it was really it was birthed out of out of sheer necessity. Uh, My initial company, I uh, was my plan was to do some fix and flips, which is real estate where we take a property like Chipping and Joanna Gaines would on HGTV, uh, take the (laughs) ugliest thing and make it pretty. Right. Well, I I had a partner in that endeavor, but uh, he backed out of the deal that we had. And I was stuck with uh, a promise I had made to a homeowner to purchase a property from her. So I had to figure out how in the heck was I going to be able to close on this and, you know, keep my word to her. And so I started doing some research and uh, stumbled upon something that's called wholesaling. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, I could still sell this property to an investor. It could still be beautiful. Like I promised the the uh, homeowner, uh, it would be good for the community and it would be good for that investor. And also I would find some financial benefit. So that's what I did. And the next thing I knew, I was doing that pretty often. Um, and I met a lot of investors around town that was, you know, taking these ugly houses these in, in, in blighted neighborhoods and, and making them beautiful. And so I was just super fascinated with the, uh, the concept of it. And so uh, then I birthed Infinite Properties Group out of that because, uh, you know, I was like, well, I can do this and it's pretty neat. And I remember coming to uh, Topeka, and I was uh, living on the southeast side of Topeka, and I remember just coming in on California and kind of seeing some of the blight. Um, and at first, I was like, "Man, God, why do you got me here? Like, what, <laughs> what am I doing in Topeka? You know what I mean? Like, I came here to got my, get my uh, social security card before because I was born in Kansas City, Kansas. So mm. I, I was it wasn't like I wasn't familiar with it, but it was generally just to grab something and go back out. And then I started to really look around, and I met some uh, some youth in the community, and it really reminded me of Wyandotte County, where I come from. And I was like, "Wow, I'm I'm in the exact." P- place that I want to be because I, you know, I did so much uh, wrong to my community in Kansas City that I, I made a promise to myself that when I had the opportunity to, to change that, that I wouldn't. So this is what, this is why I love Topeka. 
Yeah, well, in, in your um, your group, your company, Infinite Properties Group, mm-hmm. um, is it primarily still kind of the uh, flip and fix model, or mm-hmm. do you guys do property management too? What is, what does your business look like now? How expansive oh. is it? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. So actually, I have multiple real estate investment companies, either singly or or with other partners. So. Uh, Infinite Properties Group specifically is now uh, focused on the construction and remodeling of of residential uh, properties. And and most of them I own or my partner and I own or my wife and I own. (laughs) Uh, Or uh, also we work with Scent Topeka. And they're they're an awesome group that's doing some pretty amazing things on the southeast side of Topeka, and we've we've been able to transform some properties for them, and we'll be doing that pretty soon. So it's you know it's morphed into a small remodeling construction company. So gotcha. Okay, yeah. so multiple facets. Yes, here. ma'am. Uh, one well, and, and what I guess attracted you to real estate? You know, how did you get involved in in this field? What mm-hmm. what was the draw? Yeah. So it's funny. It's kind of it's kind of almost like the the beginning when I said the necessity, you know, it came from necessity. And, and I'll have to go all the way back to my Genesis story, uh, you know, coming up to a single mom of four. Uh, you know, we lived in public housing. We never we never owned anything. Um, and I just saw my mom work her heart out and we would have some of the you know, worst people that we live for, for lack of a better term, slumlords. You know, we were we we they were we were surrounded by slumlords that wanted us to pay rent, but when we wanted something fixed, it was it was always an issue. And I remember making a promise to myself that when I had the opportunity to uh, to you know do real estate, that I would you know I would go and fix up these ugly houses and and eventually give my mom a house. Um, but how I actually got inducted to it is is it started for me. Um, you know, just hustling and trying to make money as a kid because I wanted to help my mom out. And I started cutting grass, right? And so I used to cut grass for a guy. At the time, I didn't know he was an investor. I just knew that, like, his grass was high and I had a lot more, <laughs> right? And that's what I did. And I was around, like, 12 years old. I was around my son's age now. And uh, and so I would go and cut the yard and, you know, cut yards. And this guy... I seen his property and I and I mean this it was it was overgrown there was people coming in and out of the house like didn't know that they were fixing it up at the time and I kept bugging him for like a week and he and he told me no for a week straight and I'm like you know I'm going to keep asking him until he lets me cuz it wasn't that far from my house and it needed to be cut right <laughs> so uh, I went back to him one day he's like man kid you just don't quit and I'm like <laughs> well you your yard really needs to be cut and I I promise I'll do a good job and he's like how much you going to charge me i'm like just let me cut it and whatever you think it's worth you know then you know just pay me whatever you think it's worth and so he's like all right so cut the yard and he was like holy crook kid this is pretty good like uh how old are you and then i i told him and he's like you're 12 i'm like yeah my grandma my grandpa's a a stickler like he was very militant about his his grass so (laughs) i got some training and so he he let me start cutting the grass and morphed and uh he started having me cut other yards that he owned. And then one day I was uh, at one of his properties and I was probably, you know, three, three months into it now. And I was like, Hey, and I was, it's about to get cold. So I was like, Hey, I see all of this trash. Let me, let me pick the trash up and throw it in the, in your dump truck for you. And, and I can't, he's like, kid, we're not going here anymore. You <laughs> mow the line, like stay on the line. Right. <laughs> and so I, I kept bugging him, kept bugging him. And he's like, you know, you gotta have your mom sign a waiver. It, it, long story short, you 
know, it happened and, and he finally let me come in and then he started taking me to all his different properties and told me this is what he did. He was a real estate investor and he was one of the better ones. And I remember, you know, going from one to cut the lawn to, to one to own it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so that's really where it came and morphed out of. You know, like, wow, I can really do this, and I don't want to cut the yard. His dude is sitting in the truck and, like, telling people what to do, so. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So, so kind of a, you know, client-turned-mentor in a way, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, certainly, um, you had the entrepreneurial bug very early, yeah. right? So, um, and, and, and in my mind, entrepreneurs see something that can be done better mm-hmm. right or can be fixed mm-hmm. in a way and uh, and they don't quit yeah and uh, that's really the quintessential mm-hmm. um, essence of a, of an entrepreneur yes, and right. it just makes me wonder what your 12 year old son is doing now. Is he <laughs> yeah he's cutting yard so he has he has a client I mean he's been having a client for a year uh, a little over a year now um, nice. so he's getting better actually he, you know, value add and start cutting the backyard and he's going to start doing some weed eaters. So he increases revenue from that one client. And so uh, the lawnmower's down now, but he had multiple clients before that. So I, I got to get back on it. But he, yeah, he's always looking for a way to make money. So, so. you're good, uh, a good role model. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's rubbing off. He, yeah. His mom his mom is amazing, too. She's, she's an entrepreneur. So yeah. I don't think he really has a choice. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting topic for yeah. for another show, just yeah. to uh, to drill down on how do you um, entice you know and and, and interest uh, young mm-hmm. kids uh, to to become entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. Lemonade stands or yep. cutting lawn or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go back a little bit to to your current business mm-hmm. um, and. You know, we we've talked in the past in in other episodes about uh, the the entrepreneurial ecosystem mm-hmm. in Topeka and the kind of help that is available to entrepreneurs that um, you know they can use to mm-hmm. to grow and to to feel um, that they have the resources available to to make a difference in their business. Um, so, have you taken advantage of any of that? Um, and uh, maybe also, do you see uh, if there's any gaps uh, that are um, that needs filling in 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 Topeka in the in, in terms of resources available? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think um, there are. You know, surprisingly, there are a lot of resources. Uh, I think that. Uh, so the one that I like the most would be Fast Track, and I think I like Fast Track because uh, they partner with um, I forget the name of the Kaufman, Kaufman yeah Kaufman Foundation over there, and it's uh, the Business Canvas model. And I'm I'm and I think I lean more towards that just because I'm a very visual person. I like whiteboards. I like you know thinking through and you know strategizing, problem solving. Uh, so that really helped me out to kind of see what the whole process of that looked like. You know, customer channels and so on and so forth. Uh, so Fast Track was something that really helped me out a bunch. And then I did. Um, I don't know why I keep these the, things. The wheelhouse incubator. Yeah, the wheelhouse right? incubator, and that one was very intricate. Uh, I was I was a first a part of the first co- cohort there, um, and I think that you know it it was really good. I mean, it it, it challenged me to ask the questions. 
uh, that I didn't even know to ask myself. And um, my wife can tell you that I'm not a good question asker. Uh, I'm just generally <laughs> like, this is what needs to happen, right? <laughs> uh, and so I, I have a lot of ideas and, 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 and opinions that are probably not very valuable at times. But uh, that and really- And some that are probably very valuable, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they, I, yeah, they, they work sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, but no, so yeah, I, I think that I really liked I really like the the intricacy of that class and it, it's very much um a well thought out system and I think that now in my in my current stage as a business owner it would have been so much more valuable to me or I would have of really appreciated that much more just because I understand how important systems are and so sometimes when we think about you know a passion that we have such as cooking or uh maybe fixing something you know we we jump to hey i want to start my own business right and then we soon come to find out that you know there's a difference between being a business owner and being the business right and that's what true entrepreneurship is, is it's, it's owning the system, right? And the people that make up that system. And the only value, my, my, per, my personal opinion is that the true value of any system is the pe- people that make up that system. But also you have to give them systems to be, you know, become the best sales that they can be. You want to take, you want to, you want your, your uh, team to have uh, a path of least resistance and you have to have systems. Growth wheel is definitely a place that you would get systems. It's very intensive. It was it's it's like a boot. It's like a a, a, um, a business boot camp on steroids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's very condensed, but you know you really just have to take some time and put in the work and effort to 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 really find value in it. So I can see the value in that also. Um, and and then uh, you know GTP you, just in general is I mean that's where I I first went I, I met with uh, Glenda Washington and she you know took me down what my options were and what were some resources that we had access to um, so there's so many you just got to ask questions and people are in the in this city is the thing that I love about Topeka most is the people of Topeka because they're you know they're just so willing to help you if you if you're and I always use this analogy with with whoever I'm talking to uh mostly with my team or or even my son if you're if you have a if your car breaks down right and maybe it runs out of gas or maybe there's a mechanical issue um and you, you know you somebody's driving by and there's a lot of traffic just passing by you got your blinkers on right I mean you got your hazard lights on and people are just like going around you hunking the horn because you're just like in the middle of the thing the moment that you see we see that person getting out their car to try to push it you'll see three or four people and i've seen this just last week three or four people hops out and they start helping you push the car right that's kind of how entrepreneurship is that's kind of how life is in general if somebody sees you pushing your car meaning you're trying to put in the work, you took the initiative, and you're giving your best shot, they're going to get out and help you. And I think that that's what I've seen in Topeka. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it sounds like, um, going back to those programs too, it sounds like they 
um, you, you talked about systems and they mm-hmm. kind of exposed you to all the different mechanisms that have to mm-hmm. be in place for that system to succeed, I right. guess. Is that accurate to say yes, as far as, 100. you know, mm-hmm. what it offered? Yes, ma'am. And I would also say that uh, you're never done exploring, <laughs> right? Oh, no. So even though uh, we were talking about the Wheelhouse Incubator Program, mm-hmm. which is which uses Growth Wheel as a, as a methodology, and that's a three-month program, mm-hmm. You're not going to learn everything uh-huh. there is to know know about uh, building your own business in three three months, right? So mm-hmm. it's a it's 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 a program, as far as I understand it, that's intended to get you on the right track and mm-hmm. then to give you the tools to develop it further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. So, um, and yeah. I'm so glad that you found it useful. Yeah, definitely, uh, including the fast track program, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. as well. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, no, awesome. I was gonna say I. I feel like that's also a great example of you know we've talked to other entrepreneurs and we often hear about them participating in multiple mm-hmm. programs mm-hmm. And, and that goes back to what you just said about it being a constant learning process mm-hmm. right you're I guess as an entrepreneur you're looking for that next opportunity to educate yourself further and to, mm-hmm. and to grow further yeah you you absolutely have to as an entrepreneur as an individual I don't even think as an entrepreneur I mean that's just one of my values in life you know I, you know it's, it's always be growing right and you're doing two things in life and in, in my mind I have these little sayings right either you're growing or you're dying right either you're ripe or you're rotting and so what do you want to do you know you you have to find growth and you have to challenge yourself because you know your your capacity so, so sometimes now I'll, I'll reverse a little bit I remember when I first started out I, I, I started out and I was like I want to be successful I want to do these things I want to change the world and all of this just I was just dreaming just super huge <laughs> and it would happen overnight right um, and I thought it was, I thought that my success would equate to my activity. Right. But what I learned is, is think about the janitor that walks in at seven o'clock AM and he starts, he or she starts cleaning. Right. Um, and then think about the CEO that he, you know, he may get in at six thirty AM. Um, and he, you know, goes to his office and he starts reading the reports or whatever the case may be, right? Um, these two people are coming in to perform a task that is extremely important. The The janitor is no less important than the CEO because the CEO definitely wouldn't want to be there if, if it was filthy, right? And no other people would probably want to patronize it. Um, but the difference between those people are the value that they add, right? And, and which is why, you know, they're paid on a different scale. I don't think either of them are more important than the other, but just as important, right? But the amount of value that they're able to 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 add and the size of problem that they're able to solve, you know, equates to you know what they're you know what they're they're um, they're paid for, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, recognized for, and I think that you know you you know it's not about what you do, but it's about who you become, and you need to seek to become a person of, of value as opposed to a person of success, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it equates it goes hand in hand in my mind that if you become valuable and you you're able to add value to an organization a system right an ecosystem whatever it is then you're going to be rewarded for that and so education is extremely important i love that i love that way of thinking because Mm -hmm. uh, there's so many different ways of adding value Mm -hmm. right and not taking it from someone else Mm -hmm. um and and just creating additional value Mm -hmm. right so you don't you don't it's not always the same pie that you need to uh, s- split up. Mm-mm. It's a, uh, you can bake another pie yeah. and <laughs> create wins across the board. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, or just add some flavor to that. I'm like this. Well, you know, obviously every entrepreneurship journey mm-hmm. has its its ups and downs, right? And I'm mm-hmm. curious about, um, you know, some of your personal ups and downs as mm-hmm. you've as you've uh, you know worked to to stand up this business, as mm-hmm. you've worked to become a stronger entrepreneur. Um, can you touch on maybe what the uh, most difficult part of of getting started and, and being an entrepreneur is, and then on the flip side of that, what has been the most rewarding part? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, the most challenging part of becoming an entrepreneur was um, having a paradigm shift. Like, I in my mind, I wanted to be self-employed. I wanted to be able to make my own decisions, right? But I didn't have the capacity. You know what I mean? Um, and and not in the sense of the effort, right? Because I, I was willing to put in the work. Um, if anybody knows me, I, I'm I've, I'm I haven't I don't have a formal education or any of that stuff. But it's pretty hard to outwork me. I I can go. I got some endurance, <laughs> right? Um, and sometimes it's bad because sometimes you need to slow it down to speed it up too, right? So so that's not always good, but. It, for me, it was a mind mind shift that I had to have, you know, of saying, hey, Manny, you are no longer an employee. You no longer take, you know, you are no longer taking orders from somebody. There's nobody going to tell you what to do, but you have to figure that out and then be able to communicate that to your team uh, or to, you know, uh, the people you're trying to service. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to, you have to show them what your value proposition is for them. Like what, what problem do you solve that equates to them giving you uh you know money or Mm -hmm. whatever uh, whatever it was and so the the most challenging part initially was just making the getting into the right mind mindset of being an owner and being uh a problem solver right and so now i'm like that's what I think of myself as a chief problem solver, and they call me the chaos coordinator. <laughs> uh, so you know that that's that was the biggest challenge initially, and then um, another thing I think was is just the one of the biggest challenges was just like the belief, um, like from myself and from other people, because some people are like, oh, you know, I think you're crazy. Uh, you need to slow it down. I don't think you can really do that, right? And I and what what, what it was, he, I was talking to the wrong people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I did was is I took that I took these, you know, I'll take it. Let me drop it back and I'll give you a little story. So basically, you know, imagine it's two people, right? And they're having a conversation. We can take you know India and Catherine for for instance, right? And so, uh, you know, who wants to be the bad guy? I'll be the bad guy. All right, perfect. <laughs> Catherine, you, you're the bad guy, right? <laughs> so there's there's this bad guy, this person that you know is pessimistic. They're 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 you know they're they're talking about all of the ways that can go wrong. And then there's India on the other hand, and she's you know super optimistic. She sees all the positive and all of the ways that we can overcome a challenge or whatever the case may be. Now they're having this conversation, and, and I'm the third person, and I'm watching upon this person, and I'm like. Well, you know, I kind of like what India is saying, but uh, Katrin kind of has, you know, some and they're just going back and forth. And I'm and I'm wondering, I'm like, why is this person so negative? Why are they so pessimistic? Why don't they see that you can do this? But why is she just overly joyous and like oblivious to really life? Right. Mm -hmm. And then what I realized in that moment is both of you are my teachers. Right. 
you both become my teacher. So both of your opinions are extremely valuable. Why? Because, you know, you're 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 giving me inspiration and you're 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 showing me a ways to look at it from the positive, right? But then also on the other end, if we didn't have Katrin, we didn't have somebody that was picking apart the things that we just are so flowery in love with, then we probably would uh, run into more barriers and challenges, right? And so that's what I had to start when I sh made that mind shift to saying, oh, both of these people are valuable. I can't allow the, their their naysaying to, you know, compromise my confidence in, in my actions. It doesn't mean that I shouldn't take those actions. I should just be a little bit more cautious and take what they're saying into consideration. And so, yeah, that's <clears throat> that's what's really kind of just helped me along the way. Mm -hmm. Sounds yeah. like conversations that I have in my head. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, and the as far as the most rewarding part of, of mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur goes, um, what has that been for you personally? Mm -hmm. So the most rewarding part for me, I would say, is just the freedom, right? Uh, I, I I thought in in the, in in the beginning that it was because I would own some things or I wouldn't have to listen to anybody. I can make my own decisions. Uh, but it's really just been the freedom that I've been able to have, you know, flexibility with my family, you know, COVID, it really didn't affect us. We, we had some of our, my wife and I, we had some of our best years in business in, in COVID and heck, a couple of businesses was birthed out of, out of that time to just sit back and think, right? So that was pretty cool to just have that ability to not have to figure out, oh, you know, how do I work in this? Because we were already working from home or mm -hmm. from coffee shops or whatever the case may be. Um, so the most rewarding thing for me has been freedom. And the the other thing besides that not being selfish would be uh, man, just the ability to impact people, you know, like mm -hmm. my team, you know, our team that we have and we're building. It's just just to see these light bulbs glow, go off in their mind. And just like, you know, one of the people that work for the works with us, um, operations manager, Ashley, she, you know, she has her own company now. And that's what she talked about that she wanted to do. She still works with us, but we didn't say, hey, you can't go and have, and, you know, ownership and, and do do all of this stuff because it's going to compromise what we had. Over. But it's actually birthed her and inspired her to go ahead and pursue her, her dream a little bit further. And any questions she has, we love to you know, uh, ignite that. And I look at like my, really it's just the people that I get to pour into and the lives that I get to impact daily, whether it's, you know, our tenants or, uh, our team, whoever it is, it's, it's so amazing because you see the growth in their lives and you see the happiness in their lives. And it's just like, it fires me up because I'm like, they're so younger, so much younger than I am. And I'm like, man, they can really go out and change the world. They can literally set the world on fire in a good way you know what i'm saying and it just it just fires me up to know that i'm just a small little piece of that of that puzzle and it's it's, it's that's the most rewarding for mm -hmm. me so well it sounds like you you take it upon yourself as a as a leader as a the head of this company a little mm -hmm. bit to um to to help your employees grow too mm -hmm. right all the mm -hmm. all the the pieces of your you know, mm -hmm. system mm -hmm. um it, it's it's about improving them every day too uh, alongside mm -hmm. improving yourself and improving your business yes ma'am yeah 100 yeah. percent agree i will say it's so important and and all of the leaders that are listening out there i'm pretty sure you already know this but i mean it's so important sometimes and i'll say this sometimes you we get um for me personally i can say sometimes initially i got frustrated with 
my employee for not doing something right sometimes we don't want to talk about the the raw and the bad but sometimes I, I i would get find myself getting frustrated with this person right and i'm like i taught them i told them i asked them did they understand and so on and so forth um but it makes me think about you know having the the right player the right teammate in the right seat you know, and then making sure that they're on the right bus because you, you may have a really good bus. They may be the right person, but they just don't fit, you know, but it, it you you really have to separate um, the person's performance from that individual. You know what I'm saying? And I had to tell myself that, like, hey, this performance I'm not all right with. But the person I absolutely adore, right? Mm-hmm. And I absolutely want them to do well in life. And sometimes it may not be with us, right? Um, and so what I, what it's challenged me to do, and I'll share that, what it's challenged me to do is to see how am I able to add value to that person and help them to realize it, how to become their best selves, Um so even if they if it doesn't work and we're not a good fit, when they walk away from here, they got some pretty cool seeds that people other people may water and till and and, and watch grow. So mm-hmm. and I just want to say I love the the metaphors and analogies you, <laughs> you speak with. It's yeah. Really, you know, yeah. I, I said earlier you're a really good storyteller, Thanks. and so that just that ties into it. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Definitely, and and uh, going back to your very early um, years. And and you said your 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 employees are are much younger than you are, mm-hmm. but you're not that old. Right? <laughs> um, I don't look like it. And you 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 talked to your you talked about um, you know going out there and cutting the lawn and mm-hmm. and not quitting. Mm-hmm. When did you did you uh, feel that you had that entrepreneurial bug for the first time? Did it just come to you that mm-hmm. you wanted to be that persistent and add value? Can can you can you take us back to that moment or to that time a little bit and and tell us how you felt you were you were different maybe even uh, from from other people in your uh, in your surroundings? Yeah, yeah. Now, so I'll go there and I may get a little teary because it's very emotional, but I think it's really good to to take it there because and I'll say this: some some things for some people are going to be birthed out of a great experience and some things are going to be birthed out of, you know, sheer horror or terror, right? Or just something that you don't really ever care to remember. Um, but I'm a believer and I know that God always has a plan for you. He always, he always turns good, evil into good. Right. And so for me, man, I mean, we were just super poor, and my mom worked so much. I mean, I never really saw my mom much. Uh, and and for me, it was just a thought of growing up and having to work so hard and never, never amass anything. And so, and sometimes it was, I wanted to help my mom out because I figured if I can help make some money and put some food on the table, then maybe I would see her a little bit more. And so it was just, it was, it was out of sheer you know, desire to have a relationship with my mom. My dad wasn't in the picture. Um, he made clear to me at a very young age that he didn't want a part of my life. We have we have a better relationship today, but that wasn't the case then. And so um, it was just from just sheer poverty that that made me want to 
um, become an entrepreneur because I knew that I can change lives, that I knew that I can impact people for the positive. I can do some pretty amazing things if I had, you know, finances. And sometimes we, you know, sometimes we we may be like, I don't need much money or I don't money doesn't bring you happiness and so on and so forth. And, and I agree with you. That's that's perfectly fine. You don't have to have a lot of money if that's not what you desire. Uh, and, and no, money won't bring you happiness because it's amoral. It can't. It literally doesn't have any emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. It only can do what you tell it to do. Um, and for me, when I what I when I look at being an entrepreneur and um, and and having money, quote unquote, uh, it's not a, it's not about the what for me. It's not about the cash, right? It's not about the, the Benjamins, right? It's about the why, right? And, and as an entrepreneur, if your why isn't bigger than your what, it's never going to work because there's, you're going to be challenged from all ends and you, you have lag time in anything that you, you start doing, whether it's riding a bike or tying the shoe. Right. I remember when I was a kid and I started trying to ride a bike and I had to put training wheels on and I got teased because I had training <laughs> wheels on and I fell and I got teased even more. And then I lost confidence and I crashed and I didn't want to get back on the bike. Right. And I kept trying to get back on the bike. And, and you know, uh, my older brother would give me a little bit of encouragement. And sometimes he was mean and just like, get on the bike. You, you know, you better get on the bike type of a thing. Um, but you know, I kept getting on the bike I didn't stop getting on the bike. I kept trying to paddle. And eventually I took my own training wheels off and I was riding and it was it was really cool. Um, And that's what entrepreneurship is. You know, my why was because I wanted to go ride with my friends. It wasn't the what it wasn't about riding the bike. It was about me wanting to go enjoy and not be picked on also. Right. And enjoy my bike and go explore. So my why was bigger than my what. And sometimes we lose that as adults. We we think that our passions and our desires inside of our heart isn't as valid as, you know, you know, something that's as formal or log- logical. Right. And we stop dreaming and, and and we live a life that we're not happy with. And it really sucks because on the other side of pain is is, is this amazing thing. But you just have to endure it. You have to you have to experience it. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I love that the the why has to be bigger than the what. Yeah. And, you know, it, it sounds like your mom is a big part of your why. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm curious, you know, have had you have you been able to buy her that house yet? Or not, are not you working quite. towards it? Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm I'm working towards it, actually. It, we're we're in the making. Uh, my wife and I, we, we have some goals set for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Actually, we became homeowners this year ourselves. And well, congrats. Yeah, personally. <laughs> and it's funny because we, we own a bunch of investment properties, but... <laughs> <laughs> we were still renting, you know what I mean? Because we just had some goals, and it's pretty cool to be able to finally have have our own and in the first one be together, and so mm-hmm. that's really neat. But um, yeah, still, she is man. My mom is just she's an amazing person. I think we're really we're really like. What I admire about her most is the relationship that she has with God and how much she, you know, cares for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just like when you say that you love somebody, my mom is the epitome of like somebody that loves hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you agree with her or not, sometimes it doesn't matter because she's she just she showed me the example of what love is, and it should she's an amazing person for that. So mm-hmm. yeah, 
Yeah, well, and um, <laughs> I know that's such an interesting conversation too, an interesting <laughs> tangent, but to, to take it back to, you know, the entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and, and the business resources, you know, we've, uh, you talked a little bit about your involvement in some different programs like mm-hmm. the Wheelhouse Incubator, mm-hmm. or like Kaufman Fast Track. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious what your assessment of Topeka's entrepreneurial ecosystem is, you know, mm-hmm. what, um, what do you see as the area's key strengths and, and you know, maybe some, some areas where, where we're weak and, and need mm-hmm. to be improved? Mm-hmm. No, that's a really good question. Um, man, so many things that are pretty cool. I don't know why I keep going back to the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it mean, you know, me coming in Topeka, I was like, I want to learn. I wanted to learn a little bit more about Topeka. And you, you go back and look at the history of Topeka and see – you know, how they had to overcome the floods of Topeka and, you know, so many different hardships that Topekans had to, to over overcome and endure. And and though it may appear that we're underdogs, I really just look at us as straight up warriors. Right. And and the reason why is because we've had to fight so many battles. Right. But we're so good at it because look at us. We're still standing. And not only are we striving, we're actually thriving. Right. Um, and so, like, the people are just amazing here. And, and, and it's going to be pretty awesome when they when we change the narrative completely about Topeka and we see how much uh, we how strong we are and how how we are warriors and we're meant for war, a warrior there's no purpose to a warrior once there's no more battles. Right. (laughs) So, uh, I'm, I'm so, so looking forward to that. And then, uh, the things that I would say that are pretty neat about Topeka is in some initiatives, just with momentum 22, they brought light to trying to look at some ways that we can improve. You know, you got the East Topeka Learning Center. You got Sin Topeka. I think Sin is doing a lot of things. They're kind of underrated, in my opinion. Uh, but I think they're gaining some momentum. But that's that's pretty neat what they're doing over there and, and talking about. And then you, I mean, downtown. Look at look at look at uh, look at downtown. I mean, look at Evergy Plaza. Like we have an actual plaza, and the kids are like. We hope for this when we were talking about I remember when we were talking about it before it was it was just a concept and um, you know seeing that come it give birth to life and these kids are playing around I just love seeing the kids in the little water and they're just oh my god it's I, I, I we don't have the, any that young at, at the moment but it's just so neat to see that and it's so lively downtown I mean it's stuff is open past nine ten o'clock now you know what I'm saying <laughs> so that's pretty neat um and then yeah, there's just so many different um you know so many different organizations that's been birthed out of out of uh out of the this COVID thing. And, and I think that what I'm most excited about, not to pinpoint, uh, just cause I can't pinpoint one thing is the collaboration that I start, I'm starting to see. There's mm-hmm. just a lot of collaboration. Um, and sometimes collaboration isn't easy because especially when you have two different parties that think totally different. Right. Uh, and when you get those two parties, together that think different and they're trying to come together it's it's most successful when they have a common goal right and our common goal that we have is that we all want to see Topeka better right and it's difficult because in that collaboration you have to give up power 
people don't want to give up power. You have to share. You don't. You have. To, you have to share power. You have to share resources, and that's that's can be very difficult. It can be very uncomfortable, right? But what we what I think we're learning is the the idea of or this concept of how to become comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? And when we can when we can be our when we can be all right with the idea or that concept of being comfortable with being uncomfortable, then it's going to be so much easier to collaborate. Right. And, and like Katrin mentioned, mentioned, mentioned earlier is, you know, being all right with other people making pies and their pies, maybe even being better than yours. Right. Or, (laughs) (laughs) right. But it's friendly competition. Right. But like, or coming together and and allowing that person to enrich in your pie and then you vice versa going and enriching their pie. Right. And then creating these tables. Right. Um, And then, you know, you know, step away from the table that you you already created and then going to go and build one with someone that can't build them as quick as you or or as fine as you or as great as you right um and i think that that's what's so important when we're when we're willing to you know put our pride to the side and our egos and 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 in competition because i'm very competitive too right uh and say hey you know when you win topeka wins Mm -hmm. and that is what is really generally just like i'm excited about topeka Mm -hmm. so that's awesome yeah Uh, i think we share that uh um, we share that feeling about Topeka. Yeah. And I wanted to tag on to something that you, you just described, uh, going back to the pies. And mm-hmm. uh, um, the listeners may have heard that we recently uh, rolled out this uh, plug-and-play accelerator program mm-hmm. uh, focused on animal health um, and ag tech. And, um, and we, we are suddenly hosts to uh, 10 to 15 startup companies every six months that mm-hmm. come from anywhere on the planet mm-hmm. uh, to um, better themselves, to mm-hmm. be more successful uh, in animal health because mm-hmm. we're located in the animal health corridor. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering uh, what, your, what your thoughts are about that program. You're obviously not in animal health Mm-mm. in a way, right? No, no. Uh, but, um, and and it, it seems on its surface that it's something completely separate mm-hmm. uh, from the entrepreneur ecosystem here. Mm-hmm. Does the plug-and-play program have any impact on uh, a business like yours? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll say that it's, it's, it's game-changing. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's game-changing. And and this is the other thing. Before I before I answer your question, I, I do want to say this because I think it's important. And, I noticed, and, I, and the only reason why I think it's important is because I caught myself doing this. Sometimes when something is new, right, and you didn't think about that thing that was new or you didn't even know about it, you had no you were you weren't aware of it happening and it comes and it and it and it's going to change the way that something works that may affect you. You kind of throw up a wall and you want to push away from it or you know, you you just don't accept it, right? Um and I think that this is a really great thing because it's something different. It's just something different that Topeka's never done before, right? Uh, or f- put his focus on. Um, and to have such a, um, a decorated group of people come into the heart of Topeka and say, hey, we want to grow here, that is confirmation that we're doing something right. That is confirmation that Topeka is an amazing place to be. That is confirmation that Topeka is not what 
the negative things that people say about it, that's confirmation that the narrative has changed and is changing. Like it's, it's a constant thing. And so, yeah. And then I'll jump over to answer your question uh, is uh, yes. I think that plug and play is, is an amazing thing. And uh, no. So you think about this. So when people come into a place right there, they need food, shelter, uh, clothing, right? These are all essential things that we absolutely have to have. I'm in housing. You know, we've briefly, briefly had a conversation about how it is that we can potentially service some of their housing needs also. Right. So I think that, you know, what we should be questioning is, is what is it that our business does does that could, you know, align with this bigger part of it? And how can it enrich in their experience and about Topeka? You know, so I think that it it can affect so many people in this ecosystem if they're willing to think outside of the box, not just push it away and say it doesn't benefit me, but ask the question of saying, hey, how does it actually how can I benefit? How can it be? How can we we benefit one another? Right. And it goes back to that collaboration again. Right. You're going to want to push away. You're going to not want to. Right. So you're going to have to, you know, ease, you know, ease that 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 uh feeling of anxiety that you get from the unknown and doubt and fear right and just say hey i'm gonna embrace the i'm gonna embrace and i'm gonna trust the process and i'm gonna see how it is that we can benefit one another and it if topeka win if topeka wins like you win topeka wins and so yeah i I think it's so amazing to be be able to play in the arena of ag tech animal tech like this is some pretty cutting edge, huge things. I mean, you got we're we're being invaded by Silicon Valley. That's pretty dang neat, <laughs> and it's in a good, in a good way, way, right? Yeah, saying. it's not like alien invasion. Like, oh, it's not doomsday, uh-huh. right? Like, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. yeah, and all these entrepreneurs, they go to restaurants and they mm-hmm. stay in hotels or in Airbnbs, yep. and they um, buy souvenirs, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, they get a taste of what it means to spend some time in Topeka, mm-hmm. and uh, and hopefully, you know, find something that's attractive to them and their family. Families mm-hmm. and their colleagues and their clients, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's the kind of exposure that we're, we're we're getting in Topeka, and we don't even have to leave to go to Man. Silicon Valley. <laughs> Silicon Valley is coming to us, yes. and uh, you know, it's it's going to be a little bit of a of a dance. That's what I I, mm-hmm. I think about. Not so much a battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree, we're warriors at yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, but to 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 get to know each other a little bit, right? Yeah. And and that's really where I get excited. Because mm-hmm. going outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. means engaging with people and with ideas that mm-hmm. you haven't seen or heard before, mm-hmm. and just um, you know dancing with them yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, and then if you can have some pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You got lots yeah. of different bases covered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, much of our conversation today has mm-hmm. been kind of, you know, riddled with lessons. I feel mm-hmm. like you've, you've woven a lot of different lessons into mm-hmm. um, into our conversation already. But, you know, I'm I'm curious, as, as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, what advice might you have for other people who are maybe you of five years ago, you know what I mean, who are mm-hmm. still trying to, to get started, who are thinking about going into to some sort of entrepreneurial endeavor? I mean, what advice might you have for those folks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, Number one, I would say, I mean, I'm, I'm a believer, man. I love Jesus. So for me, I mean, you know, 
I think that when you're implanted with uh, uh, idea, right? So Albert Einstein has a saying, and he says that um, your imagination is a preview of life's coming attraction. So I'll say that again. Your imagination is a preview of life's coming attractions, right? As a believer, it's called faith, right? <laughs> it's called hope. You you hope for something better than you see in the moment. So that's where you have to start. You have to start there. And number one rule is you have to believe, right? So whatever that that gift that that inherent gift that you have, each each of us have it, right? Each of us have an inherent gift that uh, comes natural to us, right? Um, and that that thing that you possess, the world needs. You have to believe that. If you don't believe that, books would never been written. We wouldn't have been sitting here having this conversation, not with Indian and Katrin, right? About all of the things that we had a conversation about because you you all would have never believed and did what you were supposed to do to get to this this point. Vice same with me, right? Um, and so number one, I would say you have to believe, right? Uh number two, when you believe, you have to commit. You absolutely have to commit to that thing. And I'm not talking about 99%. You have to be all in, right? You have to be all in. Um, and once you make that commitment, you need a, you, your, your, your why to what, that what, right? So you committed to riding a bike or building bikes, whatever it is. But Why? Do you want to build bikes? Why do you why have you created you made that commitment to create these bikes? Well, it has to be something that's bigger than yourself. Your why has to be so emotionally driven, like just filled with fuel that on the days that you were tired and you just feel like you're being martyred and beat up by life and and you know what I'm saying the bottom line is not looking great and you're throwing your own money into it and you're like holy smack in the basket what's going on <laughs> like it has to motivate you right and so you know that that why has to be bigger than your what and then um you know the 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 other thing that I would say to an entrepreneur um, is sometimes people are not people are not going to want accept or believe what you're doing right and people are just going to doubt you and and generally it's because they project they're projecting what they their self beliefs right and uh, you can't allow somebody's beliefs about you or self projections about you to become your own beliefs. You know what I'm saying? You absolutely have to uh you have to look past that and know that again go back to that your why has to be bigger than your what. And if you can go back to that why and you stand firm in that commit that commitment, you know, you're always going to be convicted to keep keep going. And uh I have a friend of mine, he says he's a sergeant, he's He's a funny guy, but he's seen some pretty crazy things. I'll say that uh, he's seen he's been to so many different wars. He's pretty intense, but he always says that there's always gas left in the tank. You may not think it is. Try it. There's always gas left in the tank. And there's been many a moments that I've wanted to quit as an entrepreneur. 
But there was something inside of me that just wouldn't allow me to. I know it was God. I know it was my calling, right? I know it was purpose. I live for purpose more than anything now. I live out of purpose for anything now. Um, But there's still always something in it. There's always gas in the tank. Um, And don't be afraid if if you you feel ostracized or you feel different or um, you're ridiculed because some of the most greatest minds in life were ridiculed and you know Albert Einstein I mean all these different people were said they were crazy Katrin <laughs> right I'm just kidding I'm kidding but you know what I'm saying though like sometimes I feel exactly the same way it's uh so many times I feel completely out of place and uh you know fish out of water yeah but that's that's what makes me what I am mm-hmm. and uh, that's what makes me successful as long as you're proud of it and are true to yourself right yep and uh, have the have have the vision and have the best uh, uh, the best intention yep. for 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 the people that surround you uh, at heart and and yep. that pays back. One hundred percent. she summed it up. That's <laughs> definitely definitely so important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, well, and um, just, I mean, I, I feel like our, our conversation is starting to, to come mm-hmm. to an end. And mm-hmm. I know we like to end things on a little bit of a lighthearted note mm-hmm. um, by asking people about their favorite places in Topeka. So mm-hmm. I, I'm curious, you know, do you or what is your, your favorite spot or business or, mm-hmm. or, or place in general in the Topeka area? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to, again, if you know me, you know that I love God. And it's, <laughs> it's all up in your face. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, actually. Um, and my church is so amazing, man. Fellowship High, go? I go to Fellowship Highcrest, and it's, uh, it's, it's located in Avondale East. Uh, it was an old school, and it's just so amazing. I've, I've, I've not found a community of people like that that are just genuine. And we throw the, we throw the best parties. I mean, I've never been to a fireworks show like that before. I mean, it was pretty intense. And just the people there are just so amazing. I mean, I've grown as an individual, as, 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 a, as a man. And I mean, just everything, man, because of the people that I've came in contact with, specifically, man, my brother, Jonathan Sublet, that's the pastor over there, man, just really good friend, partner. Um, so that's my favorite place. And then uh, to eat would be my wife got me on this. So Tub Tim Tai is... Mm. <laughs> It's my thing. I it's love my Thai jam. Food. Yeah, <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> yep, it's my jam now. So uh, yeah, those are the those are the two things that I like to uh, do. And then I think another thing about Topeka that I that I'm I'm really uh, started doing when I first got here. I was doing uh, Young Life uh, that didn't work out, but the youth. I love the youth, man. I love young people. So I'm just really been, my wife and I have been thinking through some something that, you know, maybe coming sooner or later, uh, uh, and specifically ta- tailored for the youth, um, but something different, interactive, and really mind and life altering, just because we have such a passion for them. And I think that that's, that's a gap that really needs to be filled. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just, I think that would be a great bridge to, to uh close the gap on mm-hmm. so yeah well i'm I, I feel inspired after this conversation so thank you so much for spending uh, some time with us and sharing your your beliefs and your thoughts and your passions with us um 
Is there anything that you want to tell our listeners that we haven't touched on that you that you feel that they should know? Maybe how to get in touch with you or um, how to um, where they can learn more about your business. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, thanks. I wasn't really. I don't need to need that part, but that's cool. <laughs> uh, so uh, I would say that um, yeah. So I have a property management company. If if you are uh, if you're a property owner um, that takes pride in in your properties, reach out to us. If you're not, don't please don't reach out to us. Um, <laughs> I'm not playing. I'm dead serious. Uh, but it, it's through House Property Partners. Uh, we're located at 1911 Southwest Gage Boulevard. You can find us on Facebook and all of our information will be there. Um, housepropertypartners.com. Um, and uh, yeah, we got some pretty cool stuff coming out. We're, we'll be having some Airbnbs. So just just stay in the loop with us. It's, you know We got some pretty cool things that we're, we're really trying to add to the, the community. Um, and then you can always find me on Facebook, Emmanuel Manny Heron. Um, I'm on Facebook and I love to chat or, you know, if you have any issues that you're trying to overcome, uh, just, just, just shoot me, uh, shoot me, a, um, a DM message. Um, and then also if you're a tenant and you want a quality place to live, you can also reach out to us at house property partners, check out our Facebook page. We would love to have great, great individuals in, in our properties. So yeah. Um, and that's H A U S, right? Not H A U S E. Yep. H A U S. Haas. Yes. German, right? There you go. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So I really, really appreciate it. If if you all do, you know, need some help and you want to partner with us, that would be super great. Very cool. Well, well, Manny, uh, I want to, you know, thank you for, for being with here, here with us today. Mm -hmm. And Katrina, as always, thanks for, for being my co-host. That's awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, that's, that's all for us today, but we've been speaking with uh, Manny Heron, CEO of Infinite Properties Group. So Manny, thank you again. Thank you. What a great conversation today. It certainly was. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you just heard, please like and subscribe. And if you know of any entrepreneur in Topeka that you would like us to highlight on this show, please let us know. To reach us, you can shoot me an email at iyarbrough at cjonline.com or you can find me on Twitter. Hope you'll join us next time.